0: Welcome to the Crunch Time Sports Podcast, it's your boy Charm, and today we have a guest on the show, uh, Artie from Bleacher Report, so uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself um, to the guests.
1: Yo, what's good, what's good? Uh, pleasure uh, to be on the platform, my boy Jack. Uh, crazy, crazy story, uh, Jack was the first person I followed on Bleacher Report, no lie, my first follower was Jack, so grand um, grateful for him, grateful for the opportunity, and me, myself, uh, my name is Artis. But I go by Artie. that's like my little nickname or whatever. Um, And the way I got into this, you know, sports talk thing, this whole football thing was honestly, I was just a casual, like, I say, um, a year and a half ago. But it was when I started watching, uh, you know, the great Bosh Lombardi, his YouTube page. uh, That's when I really started to like, oh, okay, this football thing, this football thing isn't just run, catch, play defense, you know? I started watching this
0: film sessions or whatever. I just fell in love with it. And now I got my own thing going on Bleacher Report. I got my little Instagram for film sessions and whatnot. So, yeah, it's
1: basically me, man. It's basically an artist. I appreciate that, man. Um, Man, I did not know I was your first follower. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I'm so serious about that, too. You was the first person I ever talked to on Bleacher Report.
0: Man, that's crazy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 that's crazy um, But anyway, you guys We're going to go ahead and get into our topic for today uh, We're going to talk about the Cowboys, OTAs, and mini-camp It just wrapped up uh, this past week uh, So, uh, first thing we're going to uh, hit on is um, Order some takeaways from uh, these off-season activities You want me to, you want yeah. me to hit it first? Yeah, you can know? go ahead and hit it first Since you the guest
1: Alright, bet. So, uh, a lot of things to talk about these off-season activities. First thing, first and foremost, first and foremost, uh, I absolutely love the hire of Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn is who, if he were available last off with Mike McCarthy, I think he would have been um, the hire then, but obviously couldn't happen. He was the head coach in Atlanta. But I think Dan Quinn was the perfect hire for our defense. Because one, Dan Quinn is a culture changer. Look at, where, look at what Dan Quinn has done. His time in college, he changed the culture at Florida when he was coaching defensive line. He came to NFL. He changed the culture in Seattle. He had been playing lights-out football, going to the Super Bowl, back-to-back, being number one in, in scoring defense, being number one in takeaways, all that type of stuff. Then he goes to Atlanta to be the head coach. In 2015, their defense was, well, the 2014 defense, I think, it was 28th. In 2015, his first year being being the head coach of defense was fifteen. And then the next year their defense was top ten and was in the You see what I'm getting at? Like Dan Quinn was the higher that's that really got the ball rolling for the offseason. And it's shown up. You see it with Micah Parsons lining up on the edge and, and OTAs. You see it with um, you know, Boss Man Fat, <laughs> <laughs> <Chelsea> <laughs> being in the slot, and Nashawn Wright on the outside, and Trayvon on the outside. You know what I'm saying? You see it with uh Micah and Keanu Neal, um the converted safety to linebacker being in together. You see, Dan Quinn has a you you saw it in the draft. You saw it with uh, us drafting Big Bo, Quentin Bohanna. You yep. know what I'm saying? Dan Quinn has been instrumental in all of those moves. Look at the draft was literally who Dan Quinn wanted and who Dan Quinn got. Yeah. So this this offseason so far, in my opinion, has been completely dedicated. Defensively speaking, around Dan Quinn. Offensively, it's probably about our boy, man, Dak Prescott. When Dak Prescott broke his ankle, just me personally, I cried. I was at my girlfriend's house. <laughs> uh, and mind you, I'm, these people are flat out Eagles fans. Her dad is from Philly that hate the Cowboys. Oh, I man. cried. You know what I'm saying? That, I don't even just like Dak as a football player. I don't even just like Dak because he's my quarterback. I like Dak as a person. That's somebody I look up to, you get what I'm saying? So and Dak got hurt that hit differently, but Dak is back, bro. He's back. He's walking around with his new Jordan contract, with his new Cowboys
0: contract. Yeah, hey, man, he got to come with it, man. He signed with Jordan, man. He need to bring us some rings to uh, Dallas, man. For real.
1: And not even just rings, bro, because, of course, we want rings. We got to just take a moment to appreciate Dak Prescott. Cause here's the thing, the past two years, what's been going on? every sports outlet, every media outlet, everybody on Twitter, how what's that worth to the Cowboys? Now we see. Yep. Four years, 160 mil, right?
0: Yep. So that
1: issue is over with. We don't gotta talk about no more contract. I feel like Dan Quinn getting hired and dad getting signed were easily the two most important things this to solve see. Forget the draft. Forget um it forget everything else. Us bringing in Dan Quinn and us signing Dak Prescott and him being healthy and breaking his ankle, from breaking his ankle in October to coming now and he's out here throwing 50-yard bombs to see Lamb and practice, Marsh and Anthony Brown. That's something to be excited about, bro. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's
1: that's, that's some of the takeaways that I have for off-season activities so far. It's been centered around Dak Prescott being completely healthy offensively
0: And Dan Quinn coming in here and changing life literally from day one on this defense. Yeah, uh, I agree with Artie, man. Um, I'm just piggy piggyback off of what he said. Um, Yeah, Dan Quinn, he changed life for our defense. You see the moves he's making. You see the players he's drafting and acquiring through free agency. Um, And he's putting his defense in his image, how he wants it to look, how he wants it to uh, move and flow. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that hire. Um, I, was, I was surprised that they hired him. I just felt like he was a guy that they were just going to bypass. But it wasn't really nobody else available, and he was the best candidate for the job. So, I'm glad that they was able to see that, and they hired him. He's part of the Cowboys family, part of the organization. Um, and also, if I can say this quickly, he, uh, he brought with him Joe Witt.
1: I'm not familiar with who his defensive line guy is, but he brought him as well. So he brought, basically, his entire defensive staff with him from Atlanta, being Joe Whitney coached the defensive backs and whoever his D-line coach is.
0: Yeah, uh, I forgot the dude's name myself, um, but yeah, it's always good to have continuity on your coaching staff, so I know there's a lot of fans out there that are um, upset about that, but hey. He's bringing in guys that knows his system, that's that's going to help teach the rest of the team the system. And and that's what you want. You want people to know what they're talking about, what they're doing. So, oh, but yeah, I'm excited about that. um I, I'm also excited about Micah Parsons. They moved them all around the formation. As Artie said, they have him as a designated pass rusher coming off the edge. And I heard he's been working with DeMarcus Lawrence on developing some pass rushing moves, so that's good. Um, Secondary, yeah, I'm interested to see how that's going to shake out with Boss Man Fat and uh, Trayvon Diaz coming into his second year. Nashawn Wright, uh, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown. But I feel like Nashawn Wright, he could push for playing time. Uh, He's been balling, he's been uh, put to the test, and he's passing so far. So hopefully he keeps keeps that up going into training camp. Um, And I'm just – I'm just – I'm still kind of in awe that we actually drafted two defensive tackles in the draft. Uh, One is your space eater. He's going to cloud the running lanes, and we've been needing that in Dallas for years. We all been clamoring for it. And even though he was a late-round pick, it doesn't matter. We drafted a a run stuffer. We drafted a run stuffer. It doesn't matter when or where he was drafted. Uh, We got our guy, hopefully. Uh, We have Tristan Hill and Gallimore coming back. Uh, So, let's see what they can do. We have also also, uh, Adikizuwa. So, they're adding bodies at the defensive tackle position. Also, Brent Urban. Um, So, I'm just excited to see how it's it's all going to shake out, man. Are there any other takeaways that you have, or we could go ahead and move on? Um. So, and this will probably
1: this will probably tie in to the second question, so I, I won't go too deep into it. But man, from everything I've seen and heard, Ceedee Lamb is about to blow the doors off the NFL. Ceedee Lamb, from what I'm hearing from OTAs, has been like dominating, and I'm not talking about like making a few catches.
0: I'm talking about like he's scoring four or five touchdowns per That's insane. CD, C- I feel, I feel it in my spirit. I hate to get re- religious on it. I feel it in my spirit. CD Lamb is going to be outstanding this season. Yeah, I agree, man. He was he was about to take off before Dak got hurt, man. He was shy of a uh, of a thousand yards. I think he was about sixty or uh, seventy yards shy. So that's crazy. Um, but yeah. I feel like he's going to have a monster season, which brings us to our next question. Which player or players have surprised you so far during this offseason? This one
1: is so easy because it's so predictable, but at the same time, it's like it's just time for him. It's Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory, since the time that he's been in Dallas, he has – think about this for a second. He has never had a full offseason. No, his only full offseason was his rookie offseason. That doesn't even count because he got drafted. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Randy Gregory <laughs> has never had a full offseason. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't smoke weed, but if that's what Randy got to do to um, make sure he right, I don't. I really don't care. And I'm glad that NFL struck down
0: that rule about the weed thing. Yeah, I kind of did. I didn't um, get that rule at all, so it was like, yeah, why, why would you make that a rule? I mean, I think people I, go through I stuff. Think, so, I mean, yeah, he, was de- I he was dealing was with a, some uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, I honestly think that was a, a race thing a little bit because you have to realize that 65% of the NFL is black and the stereotype is that, you know, that most black people only you – know, a lot of black people smoke weed. So, I think that has something to do with that. But um, back to football, um, Randy Gregory last year, he only played 10 games, right?
0: Yep, 10 so guys. How finish,
1: so how did he finish third and sex? <laughs>
0: That's crazy.
1: You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, I, no lie. I was on my phone today. And I was watching all 22 of him against the Eagles. Bro, they could not, they couldn't stop him. He had a sack and a half. He forced two fumbles. He would have forced the third if, um, um, what's his name? Matter of fact, he did force the third. He had a half a, he had a second and a half and three fumbles. Cause he made Jalen Hurst fumble twice. And then um and then he made Miles Sanders fumble on the sideline. I mean he just took over that game. And then the first time they played the Eagles, they couldn't block. He he would just he just wasn't in football shape then. Um but him having a full offseason man and just working with uh Demarcus Lawrence and then just hearing him bro, hearing him in that interview the other day, like I was just so happy. Like, he sounds like he's just ready for this. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it. He's only 29. Yeah,
0: he's 29 still young.
1: Yeah. And, he and he hasn't even played. When's the last time he played the full season? 2018? He's got yeah, no 2018 on him. No. Somebody in the community, they was like, oh, well, we can't pay Randy Gregory. You give him all these chances. Yes, we can. Why, why can't we pay Randy Gregory? If he if he goes out this season and has ten sacks, why can't we pay Randy Gregory? He's not gonna ask for much. He's just happy to be playing football. You get what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. So I'm pretty then, I'm then, pretty then, sure nobody else in the league would have gave him this many chances as Dallas has. Exactly, and and then
1: and then what happens when we give him these chances? I I I before I even got to the film thing, no lie, in twenty eighteen, I was like Randy Gregory, our best pass rusher. I, and I and I love Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence is a great football player, but he is not a better pass rusher than Randy Gregory. Randy, as as the great Watson Lombardi said, Randy Gregory is one of them roll out the bed pass rushes. He he can just roll out the
0: bed and get to the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that, that, Gregory, dude gets, if, that dude gets that dude gets sacked in his sleep. <laughs> for real. And and
1: the thing is, now he's with someone who. Who can use him effectively? As that Leo. You get what I'm saying? Like, Dan Quinn, in his interview the other day, he said verbatim, he said, hey, I wanted Randy Gregory in the draft. How do you think that made Randy Gregory feel? You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Randy Gregory this season is going to be set up for success. Number one, because um, DeMarcus Lawrence is always going to get the double team. Because everybody's scared of DeMarcus Lawrence as they should be. But what they're gonna find out is you can't double DeMarcus Lawrence because you leave Randy Gregory by yourself, that's suicide. That's brand, Brand, I feel like Randy Gregory could easily get between 10 and 12 seconds. And it's simply because he has a, a full off season to focus in on singly and only playing football. And we've seen all the flashes from 2018 and, and on his college tape and even last year. It's
0: all going to come together this year. I am so excited for Randy Gregory. And I'm so happy for him He's getting that chance. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I get what you're saying, man. Um, I've been high on Randy Gregory since he came out to draft. Um, even one of my homeboys, he was like, when we drafted. him, he was like, bro, he's like one of my favorite players coming out of college. He was like, this dude going to be a beast. And I was like, yeah, as long as he keep his head on straight. But now it seems like he's moving in the right path. Now he has a coaching staff that's going to use him, um, use, utilize him well in the, in the right manner. So he's going to be able to have his opportunities. Like I already said, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence is going to face a lot of double teams and have in the past. And we never had another pass rusher on the other side that that can get to the quarterback. So that's why he wasn't seeing any production in that department. But now we have Randy Gregory. Full season, healthy, don't have to worry about getting suspended. Knock on wood. Um But I'm just, I'm excited, man. The dude's an athletic freak specimen. Big, long arms, fast. Man, uh, I'm just excited. Just just as excited as you are. Um, and I can't wait to see what he does on the field. But uh, I agree, uh, Randy Gregory, he's one of my uh, surprise players. Uh, I'm going to throw somebody else out there. Um, I'm going to say Tony Pollock. Now, yeah, I know I know. Um, they've been toying around with him at uh, receiver. And mm-hmm. I know me and Artie both and guys in the community, in Bleacher Report community, can uh, back us on this. That we've been clamoring for them to use Tony Pollard as a receiving threat. Now, I know some of our receivers went down in training camp. I mean, uh, OTAs. But just the fact that they even tried to put him out there. That says something. Like, they're going to try something with that. They're going to experiment with that. So, he has the speed. He can take the top off. Um, I'm just excited. Hopefully, they use him. As a receiving threat, uh, trick plays, gadget plays, because the dude he has that ability, uh, yeah, could be a game changer. Hey, he's, a route runner.
1: He, he's not some, you know what I'm saying? He's not just some, hey, let's run a swing pass. No, the dude can run routes. Matter of fact, that's what people thought he was going to be when he came out of Memphis. They thought he was going to be a receiver,
0: yeah, because he played most of this, uh, snaps at a receiver, right?
1: Yep, slot receiver, bro. That's where that's where most of his steps came from. They had uh, the dude, Daryl Henderson, that was on the uh, Memphis, too. That that was the main running back. His main role was slot receiver and kick and punt return. He could just play. He just could play running back. We made him into a running back. But what he's best at is receiving. So, if if the Cowboys can find a way to get Tony Pollard at receiver in sets where they have Amari Cooper...
0: And CD Lamb and, and Zeke on the field, my God! Yeah, you ain't better stop that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I agree with you. CD Lamb, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna surprise a lot of people. Uh, he's gonna eventually take over that number one receiving role. Um, dude is so versatile; could play inside and in the slot, inside and out. Um. But if they're in the, if they're not any other players, bro, we can go to move on. Yeah, we get on that one. All right. Uh, next question. Um, are you concerned with Amari Cooper's ankle injury? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: concerned. Uh, we talked about this in the group chat in the in the community, me you on know, Butcher Report, and um, yeah, I'm not concerned about Amari's injury. One because I remember the play when he got injured. It was the uh, Giants game, the end of the season. Now, at first, I thought, bro, broke his ankle like that did because his ankle got pinned up against somebody's leg on the uh, goal line. He was trying to score a touchdown. You remember that, bro, against the Giants in week 17?
0: Oh, man. Honestly, I do not remember that, but I'm going to have to go, <laughs> by, go back and uh, look it up, man.
1: Coop tried to extend for the goal line, but his leg got pinned, so he missed. Mm. Now, I remember he was holding his ankle, Yeah. and uh, he walked it off and ended up to keep playing, but I figured, hey, he, he ain't right. Um. So, I'm not worried about it, because honestly, what Michael McCarthy is doing is smart. He's like, okay, what is Amari Cooper? A top two route runner in the NFL. A top six receiver, and what does he have to gain from running routes on Boss Man Fat and Deshaun Wright in OTA? What does he have to gain? Nothing. Because he's going to do Boss Man Fat and Deshaun Wright, just like he's going to do Michael Jaquette, um Mike Dean, um, J.C. Horn. All the corners you are going to face, he's going to do them all you the He's going to torque them out. No, nope, no. Nope. There are a handful of corners in this league that can guard Amari Cooper consistently one-on-one, period.
0: Yep. So he ain't lying Amari, on that one, you guys.
1: Amari Cooper doesn't have much to gain, you know what I'm saying? And don't don't stress Amari Cooper out. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of your key players. I was talking about this in the community today. Amari Cooper changed life in Dallas. He is one of the most essential players to our offense. You have Dak, you have Zeke, you have Coop. They're all essential to our offense in their own way. But Coop especially. He is literally open almost every time he runs route. Yep.
0: Now,
1: I'm not risking my number one receiver, my best route runner, and one of my most essential players for OTA work. You get what I'm saying? Just let him, just let him chill out till
0: training camp. The marker will be totally fine. Yo, I can I um, completely agree. Uh, I'm not worried at all. Um, just a little minor ankle injury. He'll be fine. Um, long as you're ready to go by week one, that's all I really care about. Um yeah. don't even play him in the preseason if you don't have to. It, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Amari, Amari Cooper is one of the players I'm least worried about when it comes to you know, production and everything. Yeah. He's in Dallas. He's always produced, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I ain't worried about that at all. Um, yeah, don't play him in the preseason at all. There ain't no point in that. Uh, he's a proven player. We all know what he can do. Um. But, yeah, I agree. He's a top route runner. Um, in the NFL, man, those routes he be getting in and out of this route so smooth, man. It's like uh oh, you painting something on the canvas or something. <laughs> it's like a work of art, man. Like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, he changed life for Dallas. Um, he changed the life for Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, the whole team. Uh, because we was all, we was always strictly a run first team, but now we're more balanced. Uh, now Dak can throw the ball accurately because um, he has a number one weapon and he has more weapons now. But when Amari Cooper came into the picture, he changed the life of Depp Prescott, uh, evolved Depp Prescott as a passer, um, evolved him to be put in the status as a top five quarterback in the NFL. And he will prove it this season, you guys. He He's going to prove it. He has the money. He has a big contract. He has everything he needs. He has his office linebacker. He has Zeke. He has all his wide receivers. The man is going to put up some numbers. He's going to ball out. He's going to ball out of his mind. Dallas will be a top five offense going into this season.
1: Can we see our first MVP and comeback later
0: Oh, man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, real good. We're good on that. He going to shut a lot of uh, Dallas up and the haters. But, um... Oh, right, go ahead, bro.
1: No, I said for sure. Like Dak, oh. Dak Prescott, um, all his life has beaten adversity. You know, every 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 team that he's ever played for, he's had to be out of quarterback to get, become a starter. Every every time we've been down the past two years, have, have you have you thought we didn't have a chance with that? Because I didn't.
0: No, nah, I didn't, man. Every time no, that man, man stepped the field, I was like, oh, we have a chance. For real, man
1: everything you want in the quarterback and it's not even just the Cowboys thing like if if I was a Jaguars fan and we had Trevor Lawrence if that Prescott was my quarterback I'd be like man I feel like we're gonna win today every time we play you know
0: what I'm saying it's just, he just has that aura about him so yeah alright since we uh we kind of already kind of already segue into this question but I'm gonna go ahead, we gonna go ahead and fully dive into it uh, what are your expectations for the team this season
1: I'm going to talk a little bit um, about how I feel about the team pre-training camp. And then I'm going to say my expectations. That's cool.
0: All right. Yeah, that's cool, bro. All uh, right. So, pre-training
1: camp, like right now, I feel like this team um, is obviously the best team in the NFC East. That's obvious. The Washington Football Wizards don't have a quarterback. <laughs> the, New York Football Giants have a quarterback, but he's trash. And the Philadelphia Eagles have a quarterback they don't appreciate. Him. So we're gonna win the bit. But just specifically talking about us, um, I think the vibe and the energy around our team right now is just so different. You know how most years it's, When we're going to everybody, not us, not us, yeah, Super yeah, Capitals, stuff like that. We're we going to the Super Bowl this our year. And I feel like that this year. I feel like the team is you know what i'm saying like bought into Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn it feels like the team is bought into Dak as our quarterback we're going to get better on defense and the team is bought into you know forget what the media is saying we are going to determine how good we're going to be you know what i'm saying it just feels different um and i like the work that um, they're putting in um i like the fact that um everybody show up to OTAs healthy or not you know what I'm saying I like the fact that um, that we're seeing we're hearing and we're seeing that you know they're moving Michael around and they're playing Michael with Keanu and they're playing Keanu with LBE and they're playing LBE with uh Jabril Cox and they're playing Jabril Cox with Jalen you know what I'm saying they're, they're yeah. really they're really focusing in on making this defense better but also not predictable because that's the problem with our defense Past. Our defenses in the past were so predictable, bro. That's how the Rams beat us in 2018. They, they literally said, "Hey, we knew their signals. We knew what they were gonna do every every play." And it sounds like Dan Quinn is making that conscious effort to make sure we're multiple on defense and on uh, offense. Same thing. It sounds like they're trying more multiple on offense with Michael Gallup playing the slot more, with um with Tony Pollard being used at receiver, with CD being outside. So that's that's pre training camp. Now let's fast forward a little bit to the season. I think this season is going to be based upon two things. Number one, can our offensive line stay healthy? Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, if if Tyron Smith goes out, we in trouble. Yeah,
0: big, big time, play. big time.
1: That's all. That's always a concern. He says he's healthy. Show me, player. <laughs> show, show me. Stay healthy for sixteen games. I, I I I I want you to, bro. Trust me, I want you to. But I believe it when I see it. You know what I'm saying? Um. Second thing it depends on is, like I said, Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan, you you got you drafted everybody you wanted. Yeah, Dan, you got all these playmakers, got all these guys who have specific roles that they're good at. But how you gonna put it all together? Cause, bro, I'm telling you right now. Our offense, if ones lost, the offense is healthy, will be fine. If our defense can be top eighteen, dare I say top fifteen, bro, bro, nobody is messing with us. And when I say nobody, I'm not talking about the Sheikhs. <laughs> Watch the Washington football wizards, bro. I'm talking about the Bucks. I'm talking about the pa- nobody is messing with us. Because I, Michael Gallup said the best the other If our offense is fully healthy. There is no offense better than the NFL. Yes, I just said that. Yes, our offense, fully healthy, is better than the Chiefs.
0: Yes. Yeah, I agree. Top, I agree. the bottom, our offense is better. Yeah,
1: I and agree. our defense just be top 15, bro. I'm trying to tell you, last season, from week 10 on, do you know that we were third in the NFL in takeaways?
0: Yep, we really started turning it on towards the end of the season.
1: For sure, and, and you got so many players coming into their own right now. You got Trayvon Diggs who had three interceptions as a rookie. Do you know Cheeto only had three interceptions his entire career before we let him go?
0: Man, that is sad. Uh, That's pathetic, <laughs> bro. Bro,
1: I'm trying to tell you, Donovan Wilson forced more turnovers in ten games starting last year. The Xavier Woods and Jeff Heath did their entire career here. Crazy. I'm, bro. I'm telling you right now, and I didn't mention them. I didn't mention them. But Brent Urban is a gangster against the run. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Urban is 6'7", six seven, three hundred pounds, and got long behind arms. Brent, Ur- Brent Urban. That's all I'm gonna say. For everybody who's listening right now, Brent Urban. When you see him in the backfield throwing Miles Sanders to the ground, just remember I told you. Grant <laughs> Urban is a gangster against the run. Keanu Neal. What is Keanu Neal known best for, Jay? What's he best known for? Smacking
0: the heck out of people. Yep. yep. He yeah, will knock your lights up. <laughs> no
1: lie. And you... coverage and Keanu need a linebacker, and Donovan Wilson still in the field is a totally different conversation.
0: Got two headhunters, man, coming for you, man. It's crazy. Exactly, and, and oh, and oh,
1: we, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't do it. Everybody on Booster Report knows I wanted Malik Hooker so bad, so 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 bad. But you know what, Demonte KZ ain't bad, player.
0: Yeah, he ain't bad, man. He
1: ain't Demonte bad. KZ ain't bad at all. As a matter of fact, Demonte KZ at his best led the NFL interceptions. Yep. I know, I know, I know, Zeke ran him over. <laughs> I know he did, but let me tell you something, bro. Keep him back. Th- throw, 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 throw 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 a fifty-yard bomb to somebody. I dare you. I-, I I dare you. DeMonte, I'm telling you. I I studied Dan Quinn's defenses this offseason specifically. While I was doing draft, I was studying Dan Quinn's defenses. He loves to leave single high safety, bro. He loves a rangy free safety.
0: That's why we we're interested in Trayvon Merrick in the draft. Man, that, that broke my heart when the, the Raiders free came free in and
1: swooped him up. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a different conversation. <laughs> I, I want to talk draft, but at the same time. I hope we beat Denver and Carolina by eighty. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Demonte K Z bro, if he can stay healthy, you know what I'm saying? If he can if it's a kill just right, look out for him. There's a lot there's a lot in place for us. But at the end of the day, bro, it comes down to can our offensive line stay healthy?
0: And um you know, Dan Quinn. That's literally it. Yeah, I agree. Um my expectations, man. We're winning the NFC East. Enough said. Oh, I ain't. even. Oh, <laughs> I'm so long-winded, bro. I didn't make any predictions. Uh, <laughs> so, obviously,
1: we're
0: going to win the NFC East. But, I, bro, like I said, um, I honestly felt we'll be in the NFC Championship game. You know what? I said that last year. Then dad got hurt, man. I was like, man. But we we all saw it. We saw how dad played those um, four games. But. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna start off. Yeah, we go. We definitely win the NFC East. Enough said. Uh, I watched the clip from first take, and they was hating as usual. Uh, Max Kellerman talking about the Giants. The Giants ain't gonna do nothing, bro. Like their quarterback is Daniel Jones, bro. Like they just they just paid
1: nineteen million dollars to a, a wide receiver team. think I'm saying he worried about the Giants. Their, their head their um their offensive coordinator couldn't
0: even use k Austin, right? Mr. Clapper. How you going to use Darius Tony right? Uh, Man, Yeah, I ain't worried about the Giants. I ain't worried about the Washington football team, even though that defense line is nasty. But I feel like our offensive line, we can take them. We can handle them. Uh, but, yeah, guys, we the East. Uh, I'm going to say we're looking at about – I'm going to say I'm give us about – between 10 to 13 wins. Um, I feel like we may be one of those top seeds, man. We'll be the one or two seed in NFC. Uh, don't see really nobody touching us offensively, like you said. Yeah. Like you like you mentioned throughout the whole show. Um, I expect that to win Combat Player of the Year. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that, a lot. That, the only reason he don't win that is if Joey Bosa just had 26. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean,
0: uh, Nick Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say that for MVP, but that's, 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 that's stretching it a little bit. Um, uh, but, yeah. but he will, he will be in the conversation, though. I'm going to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, uh, man, I'm going to go ahead and agree with Artie, man. My heart is telling me NFC Championship game. We're going to make it there. Um, it's gonna be us against Tampa Bay, that's what I think. That's why I, <laughs> I, I predicted that last year, but that got hurt. I was like, man. Um You think Tampa Bay, Bay gonna make it, bro? Uh yeah, yeah. Some telling me they will, bro. It's it's Tom Brady, bro. He he he's gonna be in the championship game. He's he's gonna be there. Oh um, I think I think Tampa Bay
1: I saying
0: they don't have a shot, but I think Tampa Bay, um, I think Tampa Bay has a harder road, because Tampa Bay, um, let me see their schedule real quick, All right, why are you looking up their schedule, I'm going to go ahead and continue, um, yeah, oh, uh, man, Zeke, he's going to be, he's going to be top five in rushing, I'm not going to say he's going lead lead to lead the league in rushing, because we're more of a passive team now, but he's going to be top five, He going to put himself in that. In that category, again, he's going to be one of the best runners in the NFL. The dude looks, um, he looks ready. He looks in shape. He looks fit. He look, He looks like he's getting co- his uh, conditioning together, which was an issue, which some of our, well, most of our fan base were getting on him about coming, coming into the season uh, out of shape. But he looks quick. He looks elusive out there. Uh, jump cuts, everything, um. Acceleration, the speed, all that looks like 2016 Zeke. Um, C.D. Lamb, he's going to hit 1,000 yards. All right, bold prediction. We go out three 1,000-yard wide receivers. Of course. It's happening. It's happening. We almost had it last year with Andy
1: Dalton.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we almost, we almost had it, man. Um, then my last thing I'm going to say is... uh. Uh, Mike McCarthy, he's gonna be uh, in a consideration of coach of the year. Mm. You know,
1: for the coach of the year, to be coach of the year, that means that your team had to be very successful, and I think we're gonna be very successful, so I can definitely see that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: so I got the uh, I got the the based schedule right.
0: All right, bro. Go uh, ahead. They play
1: they play at New England. That's probably it, man. they play us, of course, and they got the division. Listen, bro. They gotta play. At the Colts, that's probably one too. Carson Wentz, uh, you know what? <laughs> uh, they gotta,
0: Hey, bro. Yeah, bro.
1: Okay, You play, play the Bills. But other than that, all their games look whatever. Like, yeah. bro, they, bro, they. This is their schedule. verbatim. Right home against the Cowboys. Home against the Falcons, at the Rams, at the Patriots, home for the Dolphins, at the Eagles, home for the Bears, at the Saints, bye, at the Washington Football Wizards, home for the Giants, at the Colts, at the Falcons, the Bills, home for the Saints, at the Panthers, at the Jets, home for the Panthers. That's the schedule, bro. Oh, that's a okay. <laughs>
0: To get a <laughs> yeah, bro. Like honestly, I can only see like uh two losses on here. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, they ain't won the Super Bowl. They're gonna have a hard schedule, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's like that Bills good, that Bills game? That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Oh, that, uh, that Bills game. That's gonna be tough.
1: Kill. And I
0: don't know if they, I don't know if they got Stephon Diggs, man. Stefan Diggs different, bro. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, man. We have we we. I like our chances to get them, so I I feel like we could possibly beat them too. Those are the only two losses I see see them um see on the schedule for them. So. Yeah, for so. sure.
1: Let me ask you this: Do you do you feel more confident in beating them in the, in the championship game if you play them? confident
0: being in week one, not knowing where defense I'ma say I'ma say A championship game because it's gonna be a tall task for the team as a whole, not just defensively. Um Dak, he's gonna have to shake off his off the rust. Um offensive line, they go out to, you know, get in rhythm. Um and Zeke, you know, he predicated off of the offensive line so depending on how they come out the start of the game with the time of his assist. Is. Um and then defensively, uh basically learning a whole new scheme and trying to fit everybody and see where they fit and all the different formations and all that. Um, it's gonna be a tough task for our defense. I ain't gonna lie. Um Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the boys are some beasts. Uh that's gonna be a tough test for our young cornerbacks. So I'ma say uh NFC championship game because for one, our defense will be our defense will be uh uh set because we we're gonna be in the championship game. So I like our chances more in the championship game. So basically what you
1: just told me is you take the Cowboys and go to the Super Bowl this year.
0: I really do. I really do. Hey,
1: man. I ain't mad at you, bro. Because when you really think about it, out of all the years that we could have, quote-unquote, went to the Super Bowl, this is probably the best chance we really have. Because now we have um, playmakers on both sides of the ball. Before, we were a complete offensive team. You know, 2014 – we went to the playoffs, uh, we were a complete offensive team. Romo, Murray, and Dez. You know what I'm saying? Um, in 2016, we had Dak, Zeke, and Dez. In 2018, we had Dak, Zeke, and Cook. Bro, now we got Michael Parsons out here coming off the edge of the defensive end. We got Don Wilson coming coming down from, from safety and smacking people like Doc Davon Cook and
0: Cook making them fumble and injuring them. Say, man, say, I still get hyped to this day. That's my favorite Donovan Wilson highlights, that that game against Minnesota. Like, when popped, he popped the you-know-what out of Dalvin Cook, man, I jumped up and I yelled so loud. I was like, man, I was like, I love to see that. Like, I never seen that intensity, that, that type of attitude in our defense before, and Donovan Wilson, he brings that. Yeah, man. And then with Trayvon on the outside, people don't
1: understand it. Trayvon came back from injury he was and I we hate PFF around here we hate them they're the enemy um, but according to Pro Football Focus he was the number one rookie cornerback last year when he came back from an injury bro and then for the whole year and after, afterwards when they did a little rankings he was the number one ranked corner then you know what I'm saying? like Trevon Diggs played extremely well last year. Specifically, if you look at the Philly game, the second Philly game, really the really both Philly games because he had multiple interceptions in the first one against Carson Wentz. And then he picked off uh, Jalen Hurts in the, in the second Philly game. And then against the Giants, bro. They, they was trying
0: them. Then he uh, picked off uh, Jalen Hurts twice, man.
1: Yeah. Didn't Anthony Brown pick him off?
0: Yeah, I think he did too, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, you picked up uh, went twice,
1: and that ain't hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think I think um defensively, if we can just be like, you know what I'm saying, middle of the pack, bro, just take the ball away, don't allow too many big plays, um, and, and, and allow the scheme to be fun. You know, I think that was the
0: problem last year. I don't think the players enjoyed the scheme much. I think they played because they had to. Yeah, they I think and Quinn with this with this um three
1: four, four three hybrid with this uh you know what I'm saying? I think I think the players like this scheme already. I
0: think they're gonna love playing for him, you know? Yeah, and he's a hands on coach, which I also I like we haven't had that in Dallas in a long time. Uh, yeah. he'd get out there on the field, man, he would demonstrate. Uh I think yeah, it was Bohanna, he had got injured uh doing uh OTAs and Dan Quinn stepped in and uh filled that role, even though he's he's hella undersized for that role, but he went out there, you know, he did his thing. Uh you love to see that. You love to see the coaches get involved with the players. Um But yeah, that defense needs to be middle of the pack, like he said, uh top fifteen. Uh he's now don't expect Dan Quinn to be a lifesaver. Like he just gonna come in and Oh, we're gonna be a top five defense. Now nah, it's gonna take some time for that, but at least respectable, at least top fifteen, middle of the pack, fifteen between fifteen and eighteen. You know, that's a that gets you far. You know. That's what that offense we had,
1: man. I, I honestly think we're gonna score above. I don't
0: know if it's a bold prediction turn but I honestly think we're gonna score above twenty one points every year this year. I could definitely see that happening. Well he was averaging what, like, with we thirty last year, right?
1: Bro, our first game, our our first five games, we scored seventeen, thirty nine, <laughs> thirty one, <laughs> and how what was the score against the uh, the uh, Browns? Thirty eight, and then thirty seven against uh, the Giants, bro. That is uh, that is insane. <laughs>
0: Yes. Bro,
1: like we, we we, our offense was on one last year and we had a bad defense. If if our if our offense can score that many points and have a competent
0: defense, my goodness. Yeah, sky's the, I'm the limit. Man. I'm so excited for this season, bro. Man, I am too. I was so hyped. Oh uh, <laughs> I know it's I know it's really early for this man, but do you have any um uh, any roster predictions? So, this
1: is the perfect time of year to do this because it's like, it's not too close to where you might have inside information, but it's not too far out to where you look stupid. So, uh, I think we'll keep three quarterbacks for some reason, I don't know. Only God and Mike McCarthy knows. Mike McCarthy loves Ben DiNucci. <laughs> so, I think we'll keep Dak. Yeah, hey, man, I know it was one game that I liked what I saw from Gary Gilbert last year, man. And he came in, and he was very serviceable. Yeah, guess that, uh I guess you know, the Steelers, man, we almost beat him, man. Yeah, man, he came in against the Steelers, and he was very serviceable. He, he was slinging the ball. You know, he was confident in his decisions. You know what I'm saying? Um, he he hit, Lamb landed a beautiful touchdown pass. What really got my attention was that third down, though, in the, on the first drive when he hit a Martin for like 25. Oh, yeah. Was like, that, was a, that was a dime. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was <laughs> like, why wasn't he playing against the Eagles, man? But I think we'll keep uh, Dak, uh, Garrett Gilbert, and Ben DiNucci. Running back, um, I think we'll keep Zeke, obviously. I think we'll keep Tony, obviously. But I've heard through the grapevine uh, that. Kellen Moore really likes Nick Ralston. this undrafted free agent fullback. Um, If you watch his film, heck, if you even watch his highlights, man. That dude, that dude's awesome.
0: Yeah, I haven't had the chance to check him out, but I've been uh, paying attention. You guys been talking about him a lot in the community.
1: Yeah, he he is a Swiss Army, bro. He can catch it, he can run it. But what he does best, bro, is he clears holes, bro. Clears holes. Shine to Alex if he ever gonna
0: listen to this. But fullbacks don't matter, but I think Nick Nick Rostin gonna matter if he makes this team. Yeah, man. You if you go back to um uh Zeke's rookie year back where we had uh Keith Smith as our fullback, man, he was he was on it. He was clearing away for Zeke. He was picking up his blocks and he rarely missed his assignment. So I mean I don't know. Hey, maybe we may we may need a fullback out there.
1: Receiver obviously Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup. His work is interesting though. Simi Vanhoko. That's my guy, bro. That's my guy. If Michael Gallup want to ask for too much money, I'm completely fine with Simi, bro. Completely fine. Simi is 6'4", 220 pounds, and runs a free That's crazy. Four three seven. I'm good if my gal, you want a dip, you want some money? Okay, bro. Have, have a nice career. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He is like a true deep
0: threat, bro. True deep threat. I love Steve Photo. I think he makes the team. Um, Cedric Wilson. I think he makes the team. Noel Brown? I oh, don't know, player. He's, he's one on of my he's on one road. of my roster cuts, man. I think he go get cut, bro. He's, he's on
1: the bubble, bro. He's on yeah.
0: the bubble. Time is coming for him for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I don't get me wrong, he's been getting a lot of work, but I, I I I think I'm thinking about this from a Cowboys perspective, like a front office perspective. You just drafted Simi Fahoko. You knew you needed defense. All over the defense side of the ball. You needed a defense. And you decide to take a receiver, why would you do that? <laughs>
0: Sounds like they sounds like they have a, a Michael Gallup backup plan, bro. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Michael Gallup backup plan, check this out. What if Michael Gallup resigns? Do you wanna pay Noah Brown a million
1: dollars or do you wanna pay Senphiloko 500000 dollars? give me that 500000 dollars all day. <laughs> well, it's cheap now. I'm trying to tell you. Steve Steven Jones a cheapskate now. You don't you don't wanna you don't want you don't wanna load up on that salary cap, you know? Oh
0: so, yeah.
1: I think, I think Noah Brown is on the on the bubble. Um, tight end, you know, of
0: course, Blake and, and Dalton. We didn't talk talking about Blake Jarring, Yeah, man, I can't really forgot Jarrett, about Blake, Blake man.
1: Blake was gonna explode last year, man. He was yeah, yeah. Very good. He he he's one of them dudes, another roll out the bed guy. He rolled the bed and
0: averaged eighteen yards a catch. Yeah, that's insane.
1: That's he crazy. We had a discussion in the community the other day. Uh, we were talking about Blake Jarwin. We were like, who's better, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz?" I say they work well together, but bro, let's keep it a stack. Blake Jarwin's a 15- to 20-yard catch guy. Yeah. Dalton Chills is a 8-yard and 10-catch guy. Yeah. So while they work well together, one can change the game up for you. The other one gets get your first downs. That's the difference. I don't know. But yeah, Blake and Dalton, obviously, you know, third tight end, bro, I don't know. We have to wait until Trent Camp to see if Jeremy Sprinkle makes it or Sean McEwen or Nick Eubanks. That's a lot of the guys in the community's uh, favorite, one of their favorite Andrew friends. we have to see I mean to Offensive line, um, I think we go heavy offensive line this year. Yeah, of course. So, at last year, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody went down, basically except for Kyle Williams. Everybody. We we can't have we cannot have that happen again. We have got to have our starters stay healthy. We have to have our backups ready, you know? So I think of course we'll keep the whole starting five. I think we'll keep Josh Ball, the rookie tackle from uh Marshall.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think we'll keep Niseki, the agent swing tackle. Funny story about Niseki, I don't know if anybody heard about this. Michael Parsons was lined up at OTA practice the other day at edge, and he beat Ty Detreci so bad off the edge that he literally injured himself.
0: Oh yeah, he twisted his ankle. I think yeah.
1: Yes, crazy. That, that shows you how good Michael Parsons can be off the edge for our team. He's out here injuring tackles by being so bad, bro. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But um, I think Ty Detreci makes it. I think Connor McGovern makes it, and I think Brandon Knight makes it too. So that, that's nine. Who is that
0: guy? So you don't think Terrence Steele gonna make it? Yeah, I actually think, I actually think Terry Steele will make it. Oh, okay. I think they'll. I think they'll keep the uh, five starters, and I think they'll keep those five: Maseki, Steele, Ball, McGovern that's some solid depth right there uh, yeah and I, th- I, I think they don't need
1: it bro you
0: know what I'm saying yeah man but um I'm just concerned about one thing uh who's gonna be our backup center man if Tyler Biotich goes down with injury it looks like it's
1: gonna be that that last pick we had in the draft uh Farnock oh uh, yeah that's
0: Farnock yeah from Nebraska yeah so
1: we might go 11 deep bro but that's the problem if we go 11 you I know we're going 10 deep for sure on defense
0: line. Yeah, we, are, we need all the bodies we can get.
1: They're not qu- cutting Quentin Bohannon. They're not cutting Brent Hurley. They're not cutting Osa and Diggy Those are locks. They're not cut. well, I don't think they'll cut Neville Gallimore, but I think he's safe. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's safe. They're, you know what I'm saying? So, because defense line, let's go through it right now. We got Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory real, Basham, he's a lot because they signed, they they paid, they gave him two year deal. He's a lot. Um, we got Neville Gallimore, Osa Zula, Quentin Bohanna, Brent Urban. That's seven, right? Yep. That's seven already. You gonna keep Tristan Hill? Ooh. You gonna keep uh Bradley Nye?
0: Keep Dorian Armstrong, bro. I,
1: I don't know, bro. We all know Carlos
0: Watkins getting cut. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a, a yeah. fact. That's a. I, they might as
1: well just cut him now. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, but bro, you, you get what I'm saying? That competition is gonna be legit, bro. Man, I, yeah, I'm excited
1: about that. Linebacker is the only spot on this team where we know exactly how it's gonna shake out, and they keep them all five of Jalen, LBE, Micah, Jabril, Keanu. Those are your five linebackers. Boom. Ain't none of those five getting cut. Those are the only locks. We we know where the linebackers are going to be. Cornerback, uh, we got Trayvon, Bosch (sighs) Nassad. Bro, this is going to really shock you, but I really think they could cut Anthony Brown.
0: I am honestly I'm not even surprised by that bro. He's I actually had him on on the list, on the roster cut list. Um.
1: Yeah, I think I think Anthony Brown is probably my first surprise cut that I would not be surprised. At. And I say that because bro, they drafted Boss Man Fat. And then they drafted Deshaun Wright. What does that tell you? We didn't we I don't know if he had got the draft question in yet on, on the on the on the schedule or whatever. Bro, Bossman Fat can play the slot and outside. Nashawn Wright can only play outside. What does that tell you that they're looking at improving, bro? They're looking at improving both corner spots opposite Trayvon Diggs. Not just one, like you thought. Both.
0: And you still have Jordan Lewis, so. Yeah, so it's
1: not looking too good for Anthony Brown. So I think Trayvon makes it. I think Bossman Fat makes it. I think Jordan Lewis makes it. I think Sean Wright makes it. And I think Reggie Robinson makes it. I've heard nothing but good things about both Sean Wright and Reggie Robinson in camp. Nothing but good things.
0: And you know also, think, also I'm so glad they Sean moved from back to corner. Yeah, I've heard Deshaun Wright,
1: um he's literally every practice open to the media, he's either had a nice pass breakup or interception. And every single, every single viewing. So, Marshawn Wright. It looks like he's not even on path to make the team. Looks he's like he's on path to start.
0: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> and and you bro, you know the community went crazy when we drafted that dude.
0: Yeah, I was like, who is that dude? Ooh, I was like,
1: Marshawn Wright. <laughs> we didn't even know who bro was, man. But that's corner, um, safety. Of course, DeMonte Casey at free. Yeah. J. Ron Kurtz. And, uh,
0: that's another guy. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Darren Thompson makes this, makes this team. Oh, uh, yeah. He definitely. not a surprise. Yeah. It's not a surprise.
1: He should have been cut last year, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. He, he lost us the Seattle game. Him. Yep. Only him. Did that play with Metcalf coming across the middle. Yeah. On that third down, yep. that was all on Darren Thompson, so... And I think Izzy McConnell makes it. That's four safeties. And of course, all the special teams guys Uh, uh, uh Not four bad. Uh, Zerlon. I don't know who's gonna win the punter job, but I
0: heard... It needs that, to be nice, Wander, but I heard anger is the favorite yeah, right I heard,
1: now. I heard anger is like that. But the thing is, nice Wander was nice last year, too, so... That'd be a nice little secondary battle, and then Jake McCoy. So That's how things going to shake out, man. I think the surprise cuts are going to be uh, Anthony Brown, some defensive lineman that we like, uh, either Tristan Hill or Dorrance Armstrong, even though I don't like Dorrance
0: Armstrong. Yeah, I don't like him. him.
1: And I think Noah Brown is the odd man out in the receiver. Those are my surprise cuts
0: yeah I agree with you i know every single one of them um yeah i agree with you every single one of them um, that's it on my end man is there anything else you want to add or you want to ask me any questions or anything yeah bro we we got we 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 can't end this without talking draft. that's my that's my expertise bro <laughs> yeah man he' the he' a film expert over here so Oh, uh, Hopefully yeah. in the future We'll do a film episode You know, that's all him right there Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure I got my, I got all my uh My evaluations right here, bro Just, just, just we can go play by play
0: We can go round by round However you want to do it Alright, um Let's start with um, Let's see Alright Kind of getting pressed on time here uh, yeah. pick three of your favorite prospects.
1: From, from that we picked, right? Yeah, that we picked. That's that, that's two. Third favorite is Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is a linebacker from Penn State. He is six three. He ran a. Four three nine forty at 230 pounds. That's all. If you're you're a casual listener or a casual Cowboys fan, that's all you need to know about Michael Parsons. He's big and he's fast and he flies to the football. And when he gets to you, he knocks you out too. Michael Parsons, man. Everybody talks about how they hate Jalen. Yeah, it's just Michael Parsons. Everybody talks about how they want want Jalen to be better in coverage. The answer is Michael Parsons. And I know we're gonna keep it hot on here. I know everybody wanted Patrick Sertan. Everybody wanted J.C. Horn. Michael Parsons at pick twelve was the best defensive player we could have taken. And He might be defensive. No, not not might be. He's basically a lock for defensive rookie here.
0: Yeah, I wasn't too high. Well, we both wasn't too high on that pick. But now, after we're able to look at the film and do evaluations, we, we came around on it. And he's exactly what we need for this defense. We need speed. We need playmaking ability, and he has it. Yeah, for
1: sure. Michael, Michael Parsons, bro, I got in my notes here, bro. He, with the need, this is how he fits Dallas. With the need for speed on our defense, Michael Parsons can help there immediately. He is an elite pass rusher for a linebacker, and at minimum, at minimum, he can come in and help get after the quarterback. That's that's all you need to know, Michael Parsons, right there, bro. He's gonna come in, he's gonna get after the quarterback. He's gonna that play that happened against the Browns, with Odell Beckham. That's never happening again. <laughs> that's never happening again. If Michael Parsons is on that field, bro. That is a loss of 30. Yep. Because <laughs> after Alderson mixed up, misses that tackle, Michael Parsons smacks the pure dog crap out of Odell Beckham on that play, bro. I love him. I, I I don't I don't like him as a person, but as a football player, bro, Michael Parsons perfect pick for our defense at linebacker. My second favorite, bro, Boss Man Fat. Kelvin Joseph. Bro. My my guy uh, Vach, he thought Boss Fat was the second best cornerback in the draft. I didn't think that highly of him, but bro, when I turned on the tape for the second time, because you know when you when you're doing film like me, like on almost 300 players, bro, you don't have time to really like watch multiple games. Yeah, bro, when I turned on the Boss Man Fat, bro, I said this guy this guy can be this guy can be an all pro. Listen, mm-hmm. he's 5'11", but he doesn't play like it. Everybody, everybody loves Kyle Pitts, right? Yep. Bro. This man, boss man fat, literally mirrored Kyle Pitts on a... I've seen this with my own two eyes, bro. He literally mirrored Kyle Pitts on a slant, and he created no separation. Anthony Schwartz the receiver from Auburn, the fastest player in the draft. He ran a 4-2-something at at his uh, pro day. Bossman Fat ran stride for stride with him on a go-route, and he created no separation. So that's that's an example of a a tall player, as in Kyle Pitts. That's an example of a a fast player, as in um, Anthony Schwartz. You want some more context? Everybody, when you finish this, watching this, listening to this podcast, go watch Alabama versus uh, Kentucky and tell me how many catches Devonte Smith had on Boss Man Fat. You're not going to find it. <laughs> Three targets, zero completions, and he had to pick them. Boss man Fat is exactly what we needed at cornerback. Everybody wanted Caleb Farr. I, <laughs> I, I did it. I did it you know how you know I'm talking when I said "All you want, we want an athletic cornerback." You got one. His name is Kelvin Joseph. He's five eleven. He ran a four three four at his fourth at his He had four interceptions, and he only played eight college games last year. That means he averages a half interception a game. That's crazy. That's crazy. Everybody wants somebody with a dog. I said, he, he is the definition of a dog on the field, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he's good in zone. He's good in man. He's good in press. He's good in off. You know, missing out on J.C. Horn and Pester Tang did suck. But getting boss man fat, bro, I- I'm
0: completely happy with that pick. Yeah, that's I mean, a nice that consolation pick. plot. Nice consolation press. Yeah. Show and my favorite pick, bro, you know this. Everybody knows this in the community, bro. It's Jabril Cox.
1: Yes, sir. Jabril Cox is the reason why LBE's fifth-year option not get picked up. You want to talk about being elite? Jabril Cox can come in right now. We got a game tomorrow. He can come in right now, and he can cover NFL tight ends and lock them down. Bro, I I, this is my favorite film cut-up I've ever done. You, do you know who Trayvon Grimes is?
0: Uh no, nah, I never heard of him. Yeah, so he's he was a receiver for Florida last year. He
1: played with Kyle Pitts and Kyle Travis. Um so, but he's like a he's he's not like a super fast. He's like he's he's a receiver, right? Yeah. Do you know Jabril Cox, a linebacker, ran with a receiver out of the slot, stride for stride, and almost an interception at the 50-yard line.
0: From the goal. Yeah, I think that's I saw that. I think I saw that. Uh, you yeah, posted on Bleacher Report. I think I saw that.
1: Yeah, that that was the most impressive play on film ever seen before. Like Jabril Cox is elite in coverage. I don't. I'm not one of them people that throws the word elite around, bro. He's elite in coverage, and that's why they didn't pick up LV's option. And I think that's why they're not gonna pay L V E unless he balls out this year, because they believe that Michael Parsons. And Jabril Cox can be the Cowboys linebacker for the next seven years and be highly effective because Jabril Cox is the complete opposite of Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons likes to run around and smack people in the head. Jabril Cox likes to shut you down in the passing game. You're not passing on Jabril Cox. It's not happening. He had three interceptions last year in the SEC, transferring in from playing Division II football at North Dakota State where he had six interceptions. So he had nine interceptions for his entire career. The difference is, he had six interceptions in his Division II ball. Then he came to Division I ball in the toughest conference in the country and had three interceptions. What does that tell you? No matter where you're playing, he's a talented player. Yep. So, I love the real He He's a steal. He got in the fourth round at 115. How does, a line, how does the one of the best coverage linebackers in the country
0: go in the fourth round? I don't know, man. That was, that, was, that was a blessing right there. I was like, man. you can't draft, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, but
1: that, those, those are my guys from the draft, man. Uh, Michael Parsons third, Bossman Fat second, Bro Cox first, man. I, I, when we draft, specifically the, first, the one and two, bro, when we draft those people, I was really happy. Because those are some ballers, man.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree with him. Uh, I only know so little about some of these prospects, but it's okay, you guys. I'm gonna get ca- caught up to speed. It's been a busy year for me. Oh, um, don't worry, I'm gonna keep guys, I'm gonna keep, I'm
1: gonna keep Jack updated with all the prospects and everything. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, hey, bro, watch film on so and so today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he gonna be, yeah, he gonna get me right, man. Uh, he's a man when it comes to film. Uh, Appreciate having you on the show, bro. Um, hey, thanks for the opportunity, bro. I appreciate you. Anytime, you.
1: anytime you want to talk, you know, I'm here. You know that. You know that personally. And
0: you know that football-wise. So, it's all love, bro. It's all love. Yeah, all love, man. We finally were able to get on the episode. I know we've been trying to work things out, but had free time. So, we actually able to get it done today for you guys. Um, I think it went well, too. You know? Yeah, man, we had a, it was a I nice, nice, nice little conversation. Nice. Yeah, nice little conversation. Um, Artie, he has a film page on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and shout your name of uh, your IG page, bro, so they can go and follow you and check out your work. All right, so
1: it's. Twenty one Savage out there. I S S A film. It's a art. A R T film. It's the art on Instagram. Um, pretty soon I'll be on Twitch. I'm trying to work those wrinkles out. Uh, yeah, man. We we post content every day. We post you know quality content every day. Um, as a matter of fact, I as mean, soon as I finish this, I'm about to eat and I'm about to show some Justin Fields film so you know it's constant work you know what I'm saying it's constant quality content so if you're into that film stuff if you're into football in general you have to be a Cowboys fan yeah Still man film, film is art I get you right
0: alright yeah appreciate that man um yeah man already came a long way uh been we've been at it and then uh group text and the community, talking to fellow Cowboys fans. Uh, if you don't have Bleach Report, make sure you follow us on Bleach Report. Uh mine's is uh DC four L ninety two, Dallas Cowboys fan for life. And uh Arty, what's your uh username?
1: My username is uh A R T and then three eyes. That's A-R-T and three I's Um, You can find me on there Um, Follow me Um, Like I said I post quality content I mainly am in the Cowboys community But occasionally I do post On like my regular Account So Yeah If you're a Cowboys fan Or if you're not a Cowboys fan Just come through to the community Man You'll see me and, and Jack All the time through there We're Two of the pillars of that community So
0: yeah, come on through if that's what you're interested in Yeah, I appreciate it, man. uh, I appreciate doing this podcast, man. It's 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 so much joy to my life. And I know it's so much joy with you already, with you doing the filming, the film and uh studying and evaluating players. Uh it just touches my heart, man, to see just me impacting people. Um and that was one of my goals of creating this podcast. And my co-host Bond is not here, but he could attest to that. Uh, we want to encourage you guys out there. Um, whatever you do doing in life, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be sports related. Um, but it just touches my heart, warms my heart that I'm able to make an impact like this on people. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to have more guests on the show like Artie. Hopefully we'll be able to do more episodes in the future. Uh, I appreciate it, bro. Uh, yeah,
1: I appreciate you too. Up, bro. Keep what you're doing. What you said was real. You know what I'm saying. Your impact. That you can you can live your life. You can get all the money, you all the fame. You can have a pretty girl. You can have the uh, kids. You can have the car. You have the job. The only thing you're leaving on this earth, bro, is your impact. Who you who you who you left impact on, bro? That's that's the only thing you leave on this earth. That's the only thing that really matters when it comes to leaving this earth. So it's a good thing that, you know, you're taking that seriously. You know, you're impacting everything.
0: That's very important, so But yeah, man, I'm gonna go ahead and uh let you go, man. I know you gotta get to your film and eat and I gotta eat as well. Uh but you know, check us out on our social media accounts, Bleach Report, Instagram. Uh this episode will be available on Wednesday, you guys, for so you guys to check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, I hope y'all got, hope you guys enjoyed this one. I uh, we pretty, I'm pretty sure Artie did. He enjoyed it. Um, and uh, you have a good one, bro. You uh, know, take care, be bliss. You too, bro. Yes, Sursky. <laughs>